0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now. In celebration of International Duke Day, aka my birthday, we have Low Key, pro wrestling legend. He is back for round two here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, and he is talking about everything from the Tony Khan-owned Ring of Honor to the rumor that he was supposed to be involved in a storyline with The Undertaker. He even calls out Kenta. Oh, boy. (laughs) And, folks, next week, we are going to do the traditional annual International Duke Day episode. So, of course, I'll be playing the voicemails and the songs and all that good stuff. But for this week... It's all about our man, Low-Key. We're going to get right to that. Before we do, I do want to remind you, our friends over at Panera Bread, you know, I'm always talking about the Unlimited Sip Club. Here's another cool tip for you, though. When you sign up and have an account with Panera Bread, which is free, by the way, you can get special discounts, special treats, including on your birthday, okay? Okay they actually will give you a pastry of your choice on your birthday so we're talking everything from a cookie or you can have a bear claw brownies you name it you know you get a nice birthday pastry which who doesn't like a little sweet sometimes huh visit your local Panera Bread of course PaneraBread.com for more information with that said let's get on with the show
0: I've sat for 25 years and watched corruption and abuse destroy lives left and right. I'm still standing because I'm the only one who's maintained his integrity from day one. I'm the only one who maintained his professional integrity since day one. I haven't compromised myself and my integrity to accommodate the low standard behavior and the low level of intelligence of people who simply do not matter. Because they've been told, "Oh, by well, the people in the WWE, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here." Shut the fuck up. That is such poor language, and you guys are so, you're so stupid. You're acting like a bunch of trained seals. Like, ar, 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 that shit, yeah, that's exactly how the fans are acting. Because you're being disrespected to your face. You're being lied to, to your face by entertainers. These are not alpha males and alpha females. These are not high-end athletes who warrant respect. And if they are, they're usually the killers. Clear cut example. You take the Miz and put the world championship on him and then try to have him headline WrestleMania. Sales were down. The customers did not like that. It didn't translate well. Why? They can clearly see he is not the best one to be in the ring representing the company at the highest level. There's no disrespect to him on a personal thing, on a personal level. From a professional standpoint, he is incompetent for the position. So whoever placed him there needs to be held to account. That is their decision-making to do that, and they failed. But because you got a a money-making machine that big – their, their losses are non-existent. They can scrap things and move on to the next body with no question. Why? They got a whole roster full of over 100 people that they can interchange at the drop of a hat just because whoever's in charge can make the decision. And the problem is, this is generations of poor culture. This is generations of corrupt behavior. And no one is saying a thing. Why? Oh, don't rock the boat. Everyone's making money. Be quiet, be quiet. Oh, so we're back to the fuck the next man attitude. I've heard this my entire life coming out of Brooklyn, coming out of New York, coming out of the hood. Oh, yeah, fuck the next man. I got to eat. Okay. No one ever said you had to hurt others in order for you to get ahead. But if that's going to be your mentality, what do you think the kind of environment you're going to create is going to become? mistrust. You can't trust anybody. Why? It's fuck the next man. But then you see them on social media all buddying up. Oh, this is this is my rock. This is my friend. So they're all being fake in public. Bullshitting each other and bullshitting the fans to create an impression or, or uh, uh, a presence that is simply fraudulent. So for somebody being in this industry, as long as I have been, I have sat back and I have watched negative returns be emphasized. That makes no logical reason to do in business if you're not in business to be counterproductive. So I'm talking from a professional standpoint. And if they can't deal with it, that's completely on them. From a professional standpoint, you have had Counterproductivity and emphasis on negative return. That makes zero sense in any operating business. So, if people want to sit here and bitch and moan, one, you're complicit. You dumbasses are watching this shit and you dumbasses are paying for this shit to continue. I'm talking about the people behind the barricades. Now, they're not the only ones complicit the people inside the ring look at how they behave they're all fighting to see who wa- who deserves more respect than the other and it just sounds like a bunch of prostitutes all fighting over the the right to be called bottom bitch this makes no sense because you guys are not being rewarded based upon merit you're being rewarded based upon the whims of the people who are the decision makers Most of the decision makers are so corrupt and so fucked up, they should never be in a decision making process or position ever, especially if you knew their history. That's a big problem because you got generations, you got a new generation of people just happy to try this and happy to enter and they know nothing about the history, the corrupt Carney culture history of professional wrestling, and that's such a big problem because they're thinking that they're going to be making changes, they're thinking they're going to be superstars by replicating the same negative return method history that this carnival culture has created.
1: You know speaking of history, something interesting happened a couple months back, mm. and I think people were very surprised. Because they didn't know that there may have been a potential. I don't even think you knew that there was a potential problem, but you settled it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenta, uh, mm-hmm. he was in the WWE for a drink of water, always mm-hmm. injured. Uh, but you and him go way back
0: mm-hmm. in
1: Japan, and, and he had some he had some fresh things to say about you, and, and you weren't playing games with him.
0: No, I don't play games with nobody, especially if you think you won't get your ass handed to you. I got zero fear in this body. And the problem is he got accustomed to, oh, you making money. He got accustomed to, oh, that, that self-contained WWE environment full of people kissing each other's asses. Oh, they, they fed that hype. Oh, so your head is a little too big right now, sir. And you think that I don't understand English language? I will slice and dice your ass into infinity. You say you should have you read my book before you opened your mouth. Really? The only reason you have an ability to write your book is because of people like me, because you weren't pushing the pace. Everywhere I've gone, I've been the one pushing the pace on everyone. I'm the killer. I'm the alpha. Notice who they don't mention in Ring of Honor, despite being the king of Ring of Honor. All those assholes wouldn't have a job if it weren't for me to begin with, because I was the only one in the late 90s shaking hands before and after matches with Feinstein coming to Jersey All-Pro and getting the idea, you know what, I want to try this on my own. So before any of these assholes want to open their mouths, you better understand you're either going to show respect or I'm going to teach you true fear because I am not intimidated by anyone in this industry. Why? Everywhere that I've gone, I've done good business. Kenta, you remember the first day I took your ass down right in front of Kenta Kobashi? Hip throw. Hip throw. Scarf hold. I remember that. But no, you want to focus on trying to upsell your book. Oh, that's right. You're focused on materials. So when I say, yeah, you sold your soul and betrayed me sour for WWE money, I'm not speaking out of my ass. You were opportunistic. And look at what happened. You got injured, not on a WWE event. You got injured from a power slam from a trainee who injured you. So the thing is, don't think I don't understand your position. I was exactly in the same one but you want to try to clown somebody like me. Oh, don't worry. You'll get yours. I'm going to see you from across that ring and I'm going to get real close. And the thing is, you said you were in your prime when you wrestled me in 2005. I'm still training almost seven days a week. You better hope to fucking God you're ready for me by the time that bell rings. So at 43 years old, I'm still ready to go at the drop of a hat. However old you are, how's your neck? However old you are, how's your shoulder? You're looking kind of pudgy on New Japan Strong. Ah, okay. Keep running your mouth. There ain't no beef on records. There ain't no beef on Twitter. I'm going to see you soon.
1: It's it's weird that Ring of Honor is, um, you know, allegedly moving on. Next year, they're going to be uh, streaming once again, mm-hmm. uh, regular shows and what have you at least that's what the the new owner quote-unquote tony khan has claimed Mm -hmm. and we've seen different things where they've brought in former ring of honor champions and all that good stuff there but it's very strange that the very first guy the literally like you said i mean they built that company around you initially the whole concept was from things that you were doing Mm -hmm. and and i can speak from you know experience because i was one of the fans who was Mm -hmm. doing the tape trading and who was saying that, yes, we want low-key on this super card that Feinstein's putting together there. So, mm-hmm. you know, have they contacted you at all? Has anyone from Ring of Honor, AEW, this this new ownership, this new leadership, have they contacted you at all?
0: No one. Wow. No one at all. So now, I don't know if I've mentioned it to you, I'll mention it publicly now. For these dumbasses... To call themselves All Elite, the name needs to be changed to Fraud Elite, because that's exactly what they are. They all claim that they were going to create an alternative to the negative returns of WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, all these other places that they got tired of being in because they were mistreated, only to start up a new company, and now they're mimicking all the same behaviors. They're an embarrassment. Most of these people are non-professional, Most of these people are simply opportunistic. And then when they get into a position of authority or decision-making power, they're replicating the same culture that hurt them when they were active. And now they're projecting that on the people underneath them. So this is why I say I'm the king of this shit. I show no favoritism to no one, not even Homicide, who's my teacher. And he knows that. But we're the last two of a dead generation because we will ride to the end these clowns are all opportunistic and all they're there for are one of the three things if they're not the king or the queen of this by simply being the best one there they are simply there for attention money or sex those are the only three things That these people are getting into professional wrestling for because most of them don't even train appropriately or competently during the week. There are people on AEW TV who do not train during the week. There are people on television and companies who say that their training is when they're at the shows. For television companies, you should be already polished by the time you get to television. But since they lowered the standards of acceptance and they lowered the standards of quality, now you got all these participation trophy attitudes running amok. And then now they're all acting like who deserves to be bottom bitch. So this is an embarrassment of people all acting like a bunch of dumbasses because the people on the outside of the ring... When they see the behaviors of people, when they come around a wrestling ring, there's a disconnection. Normal people don't train like that. Normal people don't behave like that. But for whatever reason, when people get into a wrestling ring or get near a ring, their logic and their reasoning goes out the window, even in the face of self-protection. And to give you an example, I got people coming to me telling me they paid a, a certain school here in Florida a deposit. They paid a deposit for a certain school in Florida and then one of the coaches tells everyone get in the ring we're going to do drills and all the all the drill is is them abusing them. The students are not coming away with technique, they are not coming away better. Why? This asshole is telling, "Well, this is how we learn, so now you're going to go through it." Bitch, this is not 1980. These schools are stealing people's money. They are abusing people while stealing people's money and people are wondering well i'm gonna make it to wwe i'm gonna make it to AEW. dark meanwhile they are fully incompetent for the job that they are interested in but they got some asshole telling them oh i can get you here i can get you there then when they get there there's no benefit they can't outproduce anyone in the ring and they're being misused and abused and they're going back for more like a bunch of trained seals So there's a big problem, very big problem. And especially after the last two years of life, with everyone going through what they went through with all these fucking lies and corrupt lies being perpetrated on the public. Now people are like, I just want to go back to normal. No, motherfucker, there is no normal anymore. You need to fucking grow your asses up. That's the fucking problem. You're lowering the standard of maturity to accommodate immaturity and negligence on purpose. So believe me, I got a lot to say because I know exactly where this is coming from. And this is going to be a tough love segment because I don't want to see people hurt. I've seen enough people hurt. And most of the time, my injuries throughout my career weren't from me. they were other people hurting me. So believe me, don't think I'm coming and trying to attack people. I'm telling you how it is.
1: Is there a, a, a path? Is there a possibility that you would answer the call and, and, and you would do business if the new very quote Very clear. Unquote, uh, okay.
0: Yep, very clear way for me to do business with AEW. One, because they thought it was acceptable for a man to mercilessly dump a female on her head. They openly advocated for abuse against women. So number one, every wrestler on the roster for AEW, because they chose to remain quiet as long as that incident didn't affect their money, fire the entire roster of AEW. Every single wrestler under contract. Number two, they're only following orders because ain't none of those people doing business on their own. They're all bound by whatever they signed. So number two, the administrators, your producers, your agents, your coaches, fire them, all of them, because they just sat back and let that shit happen. They should know better, but no fire them now number three mr khan this dumb motherfucker what he's doing is the same bullshit that he's doing with his fucking soccer teams he's one he's there's another sporting outlet for him to use but two he's using young talent that he can emphasize for a certain amount of time. If they work, cool, you keep them. If they don't work, you cut them loose. And because wrestlers come and go all the time, he's able to accommodate the people who are being released in other companies. And he has the resources to take care of things that people normally don't have a chance to do unless they have those types of resources. So before Mr. Khan, what I would do is rebrand AEW under a different banner because it's a complete fraud and is a complete failure. It's an embarrassment what they're portraying on television. So the fact that he thought that was a good idea proved that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. However, he rebrand the company. Then Tony Khan is no longer a decision maker, he's just a guy writing the checks. You want me there? I'm the one in control. I'm the head coach of this thing. Because you guys obviously don't care about what you're doing enough to do it well. You're allowing these low experienced people to run amok and disrespect the veterans why am I hearing that veterans are saying things to the wrestlers in the ring and the wrestlers are completely ignoring them and doing whatever they want and the wrestlers in the ring don't have the experience to go and do what they want? At least not right now. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a disconnection between all the lines of communication because of incompetence and because of cowardice. They sold their souls for that almighty dollar a long time ago. Now they're stuck. So, number three, Tony Khan is no longer a decision maker. He deserves to be fired. But before you fire him, what I would do, now that everyone has been released from their contracts because it's Tony Khan's fuck up and he does have the resources, every contracted wrestler Will be compensated for the fulfillment of their contract by tony khan so this is more of their severance pay now under a rebranding now since all these contracts have been released now you can reorganize the organization the people of quality you keep the people of substandard quality you remove any prospects that you're going to move forward with and ideas for the future you keep them on tap but They have to go through a grooming process to prove their worth. You ended up handing the the world to people who don't deserve those opportunities. And yet, why are people in management of these companies calling homicide? Oh, that's right. Everybody respects him. He's not bothering nobody, but why are they the ones who have jobs? Why are they the ones who have supposed status going and contacting him for help? Ah, that's right. These people don't know how to command respect because of their own behavior, their own attitudes, their own activity within their own profession. Most of the decision makers that you see in these places should never be in those positions and before I even close I want to say because Tony Khan thought it'd be smart to have human resources which enabled behaviors like Sammy Guevara to injure women you can fire them too because that's such a fraudulent position you got an outsider trying to play the 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 players association union rep which is the dumbest fucking thing you can possibly do because it takes somebody to understand this craft to represent the actual wrestlers So what they tried to do is they tried to uh, emphasize the format for, for his pro football or his soccer teams and all that shit. He tried to do that in pro wrestling, but he doesn't care enough about pro wrestling. He doesn't know the history about pro wrestling. All he's doing is copying everything he sees. So in Rewind. We fire the roster, we fire the administrators, we rebrand the company, but all those people are now fulfilled in compensation for the remainder of their contracts because that's what he reasonably should do since it was his decision to actually put all this shit show together. Then, fire Tony Khan. He should never be anywhere near pro wrestling again for what he's done. You're paying a 65-year-old sting and emphasizing him Meanwhile, you have all these men and women who have been trying to make a name for themselves. They're getting banished to AEW Dark. You have people of quality. You hire onto a contract, but then you're putting them on AEW Dark just so you can get a chance to look at these indie people that you don't have on a contract. That's a misuse of the actual quality of people you have. So it's clear to see this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And he has a whole bunch of people who are yesing him to death just to get money. They don't know what they're doing. They're prostitutes. So you got a pimp, you got prostitutes, you got all these people who are trying to act tough and it's clear to see they're not because of their activity in the ring. So you got pussies and then you got the other P which a lot of people don't want to talk about. Pedophiles. There's a long history of that shit in pro wrestling but you would have to dig into the carnival side. That's what people keep quiet. Now, this is just an observation. At, a no, at no point am I implying or, or uh, blaming or condemning. It's just an observation. With that being said, is it just me or an executive vice president developed a relationship with a nine-year-old girl that he worked with in a foreign country. That seems oddly close to grooming. That seems oddly close to Woody Allen, the director from Hollywood, and his adopted daughter, who's now his wife. So there's a whole bunch of negative method that has been in place for such a long time, but people turned a blind eye as long as they got what they wanted. And people want to understand why things don't make sense. Things are upside down. We used to joke about this in TNA. Man, shit doesn't make sense. And then we're trying to make logical sense and trying to get results. And we're all talking amongst each other going, stop it. You're trying to make sense out of things. Stop it. Why? Because this entire industry is based off of human trafficking. Oh, Nobody wants to talk about that. Why? Because it's a real danger. So human trafficking, where does that come from? Hmm? Where would we get an idea like that? Well, you have people being told that they potentially have work or they potentially have opportunity and they're being transported from one location to the next. When they get to that location, sometimes what they were promised or what they were told would be there is not there. Then when they're there, they try to make up for it and try to manage what they can to provide for themselves. A lot of the times, the manner of how they're providing for themselves is at the expense of someone else. And before everyone gets all bent out of shape, remember the Fabulous Moolah was about to be announced as the, the second tournament for the women a couple of years back. That was until they found out that she was pimping out the girls. So there's a long history of negative behavior, and it comes from human trafficking. In the past, you had territories. You weren't allowed to go from one territory to the next without clearance. Why? The territories were fronts for the mafia laundering their money. Why do you think in the past, before the Attitude Era, the payouts were much higher? Because you had adults doing business, not children. More worried about their anime and their social media bullshit. But the basis of all of this is based off of human trafficking, at least in the United States. I won't say the same for Japan because I'm not as familiar with the history personally other than my own experience which was later after the 1990s so the basis for all the stuff that everyone in america if you bought a poster if you watch wrestling since you were little because it's still real to you damn it all of you have contributed and have become complicit in human trafficking Didn't Marty Jannetty just recently disclose that he had to kill somebody that he was abused by? So before everyone gets all bent out of shape and starts condemning the men and women who have been crying out for help for generations, understand what you've willfully supported and continue to support is a method of human trafficking. You think not? Okay, why don't you talk to any of the people released from WWE who do have contracts stating that they have to behave and act accordingly. They go to work. They're told one thing. Something else occurs. They're promised you're going to get this push. Something else occurs. So they're dangling the carrot and they keep these men and women coming and going because they got them. You signed the paper. Dave Chappelle just spoke honestly about this recently in one of his stand-ups. You have the right to my likeness in perpetuity throughout the universe. Huh. Why would that kind of language be involved in a WWE contract? Ah, they're looking to engulf everything about you. And yet these people are sitting there complaining on social media. Then they're going to go back and do the same shit again, only until the next time they get upset again. So, there's a whole big negative method that has been emphasized and returned over and over and over again. And then people want to sit there and bitch and moan like a bunch of children because they're not getting what they want. Yeah, dumbass. How many people have witnessed the satanic method being used on television? What's emphasized for bad guys? Hmm? You got Alistair emphasizing satanic shit. You got. What is it, Seth Rollins? One of the the hoodies that he likes to wear is a satanic brand. Oh, so these people aren't good enough in the ring. They got to use that kind of shit to draw attention. It's not making it sexy. You're advertising for a bad thing. There's a difference in creative license and straight up just advertisement of negative return. So before everyone starts getting all bent out of shape, you better know your fucking history because if not, you're bound to repeat it. And that is exactly what everyone is doing. And it's sad Because we're at a time where there's more opportunity than ever, but the behaviors of the people are still the same. Eh, it doesn't bother me. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Oh, man, that, that girl got hurt. Well, I hope she's okay, but mind your business. We're getting paid. Let's come over here. That's what you're seeing. You're not seeing professionalism at all. You're seeing con men and con women of a new generation attempting those old practices on whoever's viewing at this point. So it's the emphasis of negative method that is the the catalyst. You have to remove that. My method of removing that, straight merit. Only the best ones need to be in the ring. Only the best ones need to be emphasized. Unfortunately, notice who gets burned. You're getting whores. You're getting people who are doing what they need to do but what do you think when the top, the top of the food chain is the WWE, their method is fake it till you make it. So you don't even have to be good at what you're doing. You just got to look like you do. That's bullshit. You're emphasizing dishonesty. You're emphasizing deception. And then people want to go and try to get an honest pay. That, that's, that's illogical. But... We're so far removed from the, the old territory days and the old Carney days. We should be thriving right now, but we can't because everyone is lowering the standards more and more and more to accommodate their own personal bullshit. So the answer to fixing all this shit, fire them all, take the environment away from them from having the ability to continue this abuse from continuing the negative method the negative return return back to licensing by state athletic commissions but they go through formal training the only formal training I would recommend in the United States because there are zero schools of competence there are zero schools of professional integrity I have a format I have a method. I have a system, which is what I've been training my kids to do, which is why when I put stuff out on social media saying, if you don't train with us, you're on the fucking menu. I mean it because I'll be damned if any of my kids are going to get mistreated by the low standard having asses of these participation trophy people thinking that their, their teacher Or their asshole instructor, who may have been in WWE for a minute, who may have been on television for a dark match, is emphasizing, no, it's okay. This is how we do things. You better pray to whatever fucking God you have. You don't run into one of my kids. They have direct orders to put people down, especially if they're non-professional, Because this is too far removed from people not understanding and not knowing. Now that they know, they need to get their asses to work, but that's not what they're doing. They're all just whoring themselves out for the little crumbs that they're getting. And as long as they get to be around other people who are making money, they kind of feel like they're a part of the team. I've had this shit happen for years, over 20 years. All these hanger-ons, they hang onto your coattails. I show zero favoritism. The biggest offenders, my own flesh and blood. So I don't want to hear shit from nobody. They lowered the standards, and now they're all sitting there not understanding why things are as bad as they are. But as long as you can put smiles on people's faces and they made me feel something, now they're willing to sacrifice the the lack of dignity and the lack of respect towards others. That's how it needs to end.
1: You recently uh, were out of the country. You're on tour, mm-hmm. and while you're out of the country, you trended online Mm -hmm. somebody had said something about during your time in the wwe Mm -hmm. was a a idea pitched that you were going to be in a storyline with the undertaker and you were going to be one of his family members Mm -hmm. so i got a two-part question here because it's interesting you talk about the, the devil worshiping and things like that and we know that the undertaker character at times has been you know, a resurrected dead person who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was the, he ran the ministry of darkness at one point.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the attitude era.
1: That was the attitude era. Is mm-hmm. it true or, or did you, as far as you know, because of course ideas get tossed around all the time. It doesn't mean it makes it back to the, the actual wrestlers, but is it true as far as you know, that you were supposed to be involved with the undertaker in, in some way, shape or form?
0: No, no one ever brought that to my attention. I was able to walk up the taker, talk to him, have a conversation, easy to talk to, so I never had an issue with him. But at no point did anyone ever make that uh, suggestion or reference to me at all, and that was the thing. The writers, you know, these are just outsiders coming in, doing a job. They have no true concern or connection to the wrestlers. There's only one person that I respect out of all the writers I've ever been involved with. And that is Jen Bloodsworth, Jen Bloodsworth, the only female on the writing team. When we were supposed to do uh, my season of NXT, it was down to me, Alex Riley and Joe Henning. So what Vince wanted to do was he wanted us to box exhibition matches in competition for who's going to win NXT. So I spoke with Jen and I told her straight up I go, if I wanted to fight, I could have just stayed in Japan. I could have easily been in Pride because I was asked to fight for Pride. So why are we being forced to do an exhibition boxing match here? So she went to go ask around and I spoke with Joe. I spoke with Alex. We were down to try to make it work, but. We don't want to fight each other. That's not why we're here. There's other ways that we can compete against each other, but if we wanted to fight, why the fuck did we do all this work to come here? We could have got paid a lot sooner and a lot better somewhere else than dealing with this bullshit. Jen Bloodsworth threatened to quit on the spot if Vince McMahon was going to force Alex Riley, Joe Henning, and me as Caval, if he was going to force us to fight these exhibition matches. This It sounded too much like Brawl for All that ended up getting uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams hurt and uh, Bart Gunn and Bradshaw. Like, bro, this ain't the fucking 1990s. If you wanted us to fight, you should have told us first rather than trying to surprise us. That's what I mean. So every, all these people are just sitting there accepting whatever... Vince or whoever is telling them to do something, they're just like, okay, I'm going to do it. There's no thought process behind it. These are yes men. These are dangerous people because they're showing no conscience about what they're doing. So Jen Bloodsworth went and threatened to quit. So on that episode of NXT, rather than getting a main event of the guys who were fighting for the season, which would be us three, they gave three segments of wrestling in the ring to Cody Rhodes and MVP, people who didn't need the airtime. But because we didn't want to serve Vince's jollies over here by making us fight, now he designates our television time to people who didn't need it. So the only person I'm going to respect off of that writing team is Jen Bloodsworth. She was the only one who had the balls to go at Vince for the right reasons. All these other scumbags, they sat there and collected a paycheck at the expense of other humans. Fuck them. Every last one of them. And now, years later, now they're talking. Oh, we we pitched around this idea, all this. What are they doing? Attention. These assholes aren't good at their jobs because the wrestlers don't realistically need them. That's the problem. And entertainment, well, shit, you got to stay fresh with your entertainment. But if you know how to fucking fight, everyone's going to want to see you win. Somebody asked me about, oh, would you go back to WWE? No, there is zero competition there for me. Why? I'm the next breakout star. So if I were to go back, the only person of any value that would make sense is Brock Lesnar. So why would I waste my time with anyone else? Oh, because it'd be good to see you against Ray Mysterio. It'd be good to see you against Matt Riddle. Oh, so you guys think I'm here to serve your entertainment purposes. You made the mistake in thinking that I got in this to be an entertainer. I just happen to be so good at what I'm doing, people pay a ticket to see it. And that's the problem. You condition the crowd based off of your activity from what they see. So they're, they're acting accordingly by what they're seeing and what they're being allowed to see on television, and then how the wrestlers are interacting with them. So there's a whole history of negative returns, a whole history of it only being repeated over and over and over again. And it's unnecessary. It doesn't have to be this way. They're choosing it to be this way. And then they're getting mad at one another, wondering why people of, visible value or visible skill, they're not advancing, or they're not higher up where the public can actually see, well, that seems kind of weird. If he's this good, why is he not there? Ah, there's something wrong with the environment. Is it the people? Could be. Is it the people inside? Very much, very much so. And you have a lot of the blind leading the blind when you have a company like AEW because a majority of these people are not experienced as much as they should be for their positions. So now it's just a negative method return being emphasized by people of a lower experience level. And now they're going to become corrupt and abusive because this is authority and and position that they've never had before. And they're not qualified to actually fulfill their responsibilities. So this is not a personal attack. This is strictly a professional observation. You have to remove all the toxic people. You have to remove all the toxic enablers. You return back to merit-based. Then you're going to have an, uh, an advancement of the quality and the people. Kenta, don't think I'm personally attacking Kenta. This is strictly business. I understand his position. They brought him big from Japan only to sacrifice him at some stupid show in the middle of Tampa. So they they spent all this money and then put him on such a small show and he gets injured. You think it ends for him? His injury could be carrying him for the rest of his life. You think he feels good about that? But then people are going to be like, oh, well, he was just only Hideo with Tommy and WWE. That's still a person, you asshole. Just like people want to talk shit. Oh, you were just Caval in WWE. You a rookie. Really. When I can outclass everybody on the, on the roster. So this is what I mean. This is em- emphasized negative method, emphasized negative returns to accommodate the incompetence of the people in the environment. So in order to get rid of all of this, you have to go back to merit-based. You have to go back to definitive and consequential behavior. No more of this human trafficking bullshit because the WWE fulfills almost every category if you check them off. So to get back to where people can hold their heads up high with dignity and respect, you have to go back to sport what you're seeing in the ring is people emphasizing oh we're doing sport we're doing smart, sport but it's it's under it's under professional quality and professional standard so there is room for improvement there is room for turning things into a positive light but as long as they keep emphasizing and supporting the things that have given negative method return over and over again you have zero right To complain. And that's a big problem because the public thinks that these other humans are there to service them. These men and women are trying to produce something for their families, but you're treating them like a dancing monkey. I talked about this in our first interview. You think you're going to come at me like a dancing monkey? Okay, your parents didn't raise you right now, it's my turn. That's something you do not want to experience.
1: You were on tour recently. You were out of the country. Uh, You you got to see different parts of the world that, you know, generally most of us have not, may not ever see. Mm -hmm. What was that all about? What what made you decide to pack up and and literally go to the other side of the world?
0: Yeah, I was in New Zealand for a week, and that was by invitation because the professional wrestler Mana, M-A-N-A, is now a promoter In uh, Perth, Australia. He is Maori. So he is from New Zealand. He is from a tribe. So when he came to the United States, I connected well with him. Homicide connected well with him. Pretty much the quiet ones were the ones that got along well with him. And he had been wanting ever since he arrived in the United States to bring us back to New Zealand to meet his family and his tribe. So this was something that took almost 20 years to actually accomplish is just things that we had talked about throughout the years. And, you know, everyone has their lives and their paths and all of that. So getting everyone together, finally, it, we were able to do it. And by doing so, it was the first time we get, we were able to travel to New Zealand We were able to wrestle for New Horizon Pro Wrestling, which is based out of Perth, Australia. But Mana was able to return home to his hometown and be able to produce an event in his hometown for his people. Now, for knowing him and and being family so long, we represent him and represent New Horizon Pro Wrestling in New Zealand. And Homicide and I got to headline against two of his students. And we went there and had a good match and a good outing in front of a new audience. But this, I told him this meant more to me than the dome, than the Tokyo Dome, because this felt more. This had more impact emotionally, spiritually. Why? It was his chance to return home. He hadn't been able to do that in a long time. So he was able to return home, and he brought back up. I told him the other day, I go, you probably had the best backup you could have possibly had in the world. Because not only did he have me in homicide, he had Soraya Knight, which is Paige's mom. And he had Mercedes Martinez. So you basically got the two female versions of me in homicide. Then you got me in homicide. And now we're the ones protecting him. So, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing where friendships develop into family relationships, and then we all get to do something so special. And we were welcomed by the township with a a ceremony to welcome us in. We had the, the young students and the young males perform the haka as well as the females with their version of the peace dance. So we were welcomed with culture. So this was way more powerful Than the Dome. This was way more powerful than winning NXT because this was real. This wasn't a show. This was respect. And this is what everyone's fighting for, but they don't want to put the work towards it. By us showing respect to Mana, it carried this far to the point where he welcomed us to his home and his family welcomed us into their home. They didn't even think twice about us. They didn't look at us and go, oh, well, he has tattoos and this one looks like he's mad all the time. They welcomed us in as if we were family because he brought us in. But even in our conduct while we were there, we're the real deal. We're kind to everyone. We work with everyone. We try to help everyone. You cross that line is a different story. But because of that respect, It carried throughout the entire time we were there. Everywhere that we went, everyone knew where we were at because they heard a lot of laughing, they heard a lot of people having fun, and then everyone's starting to wonder, who are those people? We're the real deal. We're not entertainers. We're not here to serve your purpose because we lead with respect. So to be able to actually have that type of experience and being able to share that with other people, then to come back to explain it is, it's very, it, it, it's, how should I say it? It's the, the, the energy is very positive. It's a good feeling. None of this negative stuff. We didn't have to hurt anybody in order to do all of that. Everything was respect based. And that's the thing. People, they want to talk about respect, but at the drop of a hat, they behave as if they've been disrespected, even when they haven't. Sometimes that people just can't even deal with a, a honest criticism, and they fall apart. So for us to go over to the literally the, the other side of the world, I mean, it was 19 hours ahead of where, where I'm at right now. That threw me off. But to go and to experience that I wasn't even complaining on the long ride back because I was still on cloud nine just because of the beauty of that experience, the beauty of being able to, to travel the world because of doing what I love and showing respect in what I love to other people who are involved in the same environment. And that respect carried nearly 20 years later and over 10,000 miles to the other side of the world and the, the respect was returned. So this is what can be done. This is available to everybody, but you have to earn it. Respect is earned. Unfortunately, you've been led to believe it's given to you. That's not true. You try getting into a real life and death fight and see how that disrespect is going to work in your favor.
1: You know, obviously, I, I've never been to New Zealand. Um, I love seeing the, the the photos and and you know hearing people talk about over there it's mm-hmm. always uh, piqued my curiosity because it just looks so beautiful. the air looks so clean mm-hmm. uh, all that what did you eat <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: and, and let me let me phrase that a little differently too Tell me about something that you ate over there that you can't just walk down the street and go get yourself here in the United States tell me about like one of the best meals that legitimately you got to be over there in order to get the real stuff.
0: As far as delicacy, regional delicacy, they didn't give us any of that. What they did was barbecue. Mm. So they, they, they know how to barbecue. That's for sure. Burgers, steaks, meat, all that. There's a reason they get big over there. They, they sure know how to, how to cook. They sure know how to eat. And they welcomed us in with no hesitation and then offering, Hey, go get, go grab some food, go grab this, go grab that. They just kept feeding us. So when I went over there, I told them I said, I'm ready to put on my winter weight. (laughs) (laughs) And they were, they were much ready and willing to accommodate that, that request. So going out there, it's, it's big family atmosphere. It kind of reminded me of the Brazilians, very strong family bonding. And it's usually around food. So similar to Brazilian culture, similar to Italian culture, you know, everyone's around the food and that brings everyone together. And then they build upon that with their discussions on whichever direction they want to go. But the food was the bond and we did enough eating. (laughs) Did anything taste differently? I mean, you
1: know, especially the different Mm -hmm. type of meat. So you get a hamburger here, it's a hamburger here. Did the beef taste different?
0: Yes. The, The quality of their food was different than the quality over here. Um, It didn't feel as heavy as far as like the the stuff that we get over here, you get more hormones and chemicals in the food and all that stuff. So it didn't seem like the food sat as heavy as it does over here. So it seems to me like they have lighter ingredients or they're just not the same stuff that we would have over here. And um, let me see. I did try feijao, which is a, a fruit drink. And I asked them if, is that something of a regional thing, but it's more of a South American thing that they in, in, introduced in New Zealand. So I did have a feijao uh fruit drink, which is, is similar to like pineapple juice. It tastes, is not as uh, sugary as the pineapple juice. So it doesn't give you that much of a citrus sting. Um, so I did try that over there. Uh, but like just uh, the the quality of what we were eating while we were there. I usually eat clean, so I'm not as bad as others, you know, picking out and going crazy with stuff. But I mean, just it. it I kind of had the same feeling as when I went to Italy. Some of the foods that could be similar, like you said, with burgers and stuff. Some of the foods that could be similar to what we eat over here in the United States. It was much lighter or much easier to digest over there.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I just, again, I'm I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by that. Um, And it's, it's interesting how you point out that food is where Mm -hmm. everyone comes together because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can break down a lot of barriers with people Mm -hmm. just sitting down and having a meal together, breaking bread, so to speak.
0: Yes. Um, Yes. And I sat and listened to Soraya Knight emphasize, would you like a cup of tea? So many times. (laughs) And I could not stop laughing because her articulation for the reasoning was so spot on. And she she said, there's old sayings in England that you can stop a war over a cup of tea because you can sit down and now you're in a relaxed setting and now you can begin a discussion as opposed to being at, at a knife's end, throat to throat. And it's just, it's so true. Being able to break the tension at the moment may be the only opportunity you have to get past the obstacle and believe me there's a lot of tension in the world right now especially after the lies of the past two years and now you got Elon Musk releasing all the Twitter files exposing all the corruption and lies that had people like me shadow banned don't think I don't know I'm one of the only people who was trying to stop all this chaos by warning everybody using logic only to be condemned Have people slide into my DMs threatening to kill me. Hope that my parents die. Oh, don't think I forgot about all that. I know none of you guys are coming up saying, oh, we were wrong. We're sorry. I'm not waiting on that. Believe me. I come from a military family. Soldier blood. For the fact that generations of men and women were abused for the personal gain of rich people. Don't think I forgot about that. Don't think I forgot about my mentor or my dad dying of cancer and you guys tried to block ivermectin or hydrochloroquine because they're antiparasitic, and cancer is one of the tiniest of parasites. You wonder why they stopped the, the antiparasitic medicines early on during the pandemic. Big Pharma had a business to try to maintain at the cost of millions of lives. So believe me, I am well versed in the corruption and lies because I'm a psychological major in psychological warfare. What's been going on for the past two years has been an attempt to kill people for profit and control. Nobody wants to talk about that because it's not on topic. Everyone wants to go back. We just want to go back to a sense of normal, not at the expense of others. No, you don't get to do that. And if you're unwilling to move, now you're complicit. Be sure that's what you want to be called out for. Your complicity is cowardice, especially at this stage. There's enough information to prove how much of the past two or three years have been lies, and people are still walking around with masks. People are still walking around saying, get your booster, get your injection. Meanwhile, you had millions of people die off of this shit. They talk about having a Pfizer smile where your face is all seized up. How many of these wrestling companies made their wrestlers get injected in order for them to work? How many of these companies are going to be held liable for any health returns or adverse effects because of this shit? How many cancers are going to pop up within two to three years because of these injections? How many of these companies are going to be willing to back up the people that they told they needed to get injected in order to work there? Oh, that's right. These contracts say that you're independent contractors. You won't hold us liable. So, let's cut the bullshit. Everyone needs to grow up. There's going to be a a storm of the corruption being exposed coming. How people handle it, it's going to be case by case. But you've had people like me trying to forewarn everyone Only to be condemned, only to be shunned. Notice, my name is not popping up on cards on wrestling events pretty much anywhere in the United States other than New York or maybe Florida. Why? Everyone turned their backs on me for their own personal gain. Don't think I forgot about that. And remember, what you put out will always be returned to you. This is not a threat. This is a warning. Your behavior will dictate your future. And what I've seen, many of you are going to have a real hard time moving forward. So it's time to grow up. I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell everyone who trains with me. You are welcome to shut the fuck up and get to work. That's how you're going to see results. I use one of my students as an example. This young lady, in one month, under 30 days, she had already contributed to her career over 3,000 minutes of training without one complaint. That young lady really wants to succeed. That young lady really wants to do something with her life, but she's unfortunately surrounded in the same environment as I am by people of lower standards and lower skill. So for all the work that she's doing, Under no circumstance am I allowing anyone to fill her head with bullshit because they're incompetent at what they're doing. She will be well protected, not because of me, because of the work ethic that she has to make sure she is well protected. I'm only the medium for truth. She's accepted it and she's shown positive results. She isn't the only one. Everywhere that I've gone, from the last interview you asked, why why are the guys afraid of you, but the girls, they talk highly of you? It's respect. The guys are afraid of somebody they can't beat or somebody they can't control. The girls respect that, but they also respect the fact that I'm not treating them like a bunch of whores. I'm not treating them as if they're subclass. I'm not treating them as if they're there to serve a purpose for my personal gain. I'm building them. I built Salina in MLW. That's the reason why she looked like a mob boss. After you remove me from the picture, look at what happened. So there's a method to the madness. And it's really not madness. It's simply truth. So if you can get yourself to discovering the truth, you have a better position to build upon. That's what I've been doing ever since the beginning. So anyone who has any problems with anything that I have said, it's really too bad. Because for what's out there right now is a shame. For what's out there right now, you guys who are currently in it have disrespected the life's work of all these men and women who came before you to try to give you an opportunity, only for you to abuse it and whine and bitch and moan like a bunch of immature children. And you guys aren't fully fully to blame. Management, administrators, owners, they forced this upon people, but there was a a decision to make, which many chose to, to follow suit. So, things need to change. Whether or not they change is going to be dependent on how much truth is available and how much truth is being accepted.
1: Do you want to plug your uh, your your teachings? I mean, I know you've been pretty modest about that, even though I've been trying to get you to, <laughs> <laughs> to promote that there, but well, uh, I, I think it's I, important.
0: I appreciate that, but my method is, the student must find the teacher. Many of these people, even though they may be needing help, they want the shit handed to them. I'm done with that. Because I've seen the way that people have treated one another, especially over the past two years, making shit easy for people? Absolutely not. You, you created a, a weak culture of that. If people are serious about training, they're going to find me. If they are serious about improving beyond their obstacles, they're going to find me. But if you notice, I don't have a strong social media presence. I took Instagram away and I had 15,000 people on that. I had Facebook. I think I had like 10,000. I took that away two years ago. It's the, uh, Twitter. I'm barely on there anymore, other than to just promote anything that I'm doing you know, as the current time. So I'm not hanging out on social media. I got a life and I'm busy. If they're serious about training, they're going to find me. If they're not, I'm not losing sleep over this. I got zero, uh, zero intent on wasting my time because I've seen it cross over this very poor behavior, I've seen it cross over into martial arts. Martial arts is where you're supposed to be learning dignity and respect. And I'm seeing people walk in late to class. I'm seeing people go and and disregard the actual instructor to turn on a television and start watching Monday Night Football and there's no penalty behind that. So just like George Carlin used to say, if the people want to complain about the politicians who are making these laws or ruining everything, is it really the politicians or is it really the people? It's the people who suck. So if you want help, I'm not making it easy for you. If you seriously want help, you're going to come find me. Now, you, were, Duke, you were able to, to hear one of my students for communications a lovely woman from the the UK, from England. What I taught her changed her life, and that had nothing to do with wrestling. But she was very, very uh, proud to be able to listen to you speak about me on my consistency in my career because she's getting a glimpse of seeing truth coming from a different perspective because you followed my career from pro wrestling. She doesn't know as much of that. She only follows pretty much more recently, but it's because she's one of my students. That is respect. But she found me. And the way she found me was actually because of her father who used to watch Major League Wrestling. So just by chance, she contacted me And based off of that, we developed a relationship, and I was able to help her, and it changed her life. She wrote to me yesterday saying that she set out a goal, and she accomplished her goal, but she wouldn't have done it without me. And I told her, I said, you're now the living example that you can use to go help someone else. So this is respect. Had nothing to do with wrestling. Straight respect from individual to individual. So in regards to mentally preparing people, there's a reason why I call it the mind prepared. Because I'm mentally preparing you to engage all environments. I'm a success everywhere that I go. And it's because of discipline, not because of chance. So there's a mental formatting that I use and I can articulate and I can teach. That is available. Also available... My pro control system. This is my systemic application of professional wrestling. The shit you're seeing in these schools is terrible. The fact that AEW had a school or has a school is a fraud. If what you're seeing in the ring is that bad. The performance center. Why on earth would it be called a performance center when it takes years to develop the actual skills required to perform at a high level? So they're thinking that they're going to crash course these people, most of them being young and new and not even physically matured yet. And then now they're going to try to run them in a, in a closed environment where their, their instincts are not being developed because they're being manipulated psychologically by administrators and managers. Even worse from what I'm hearing, people who have no, uh, uh, no experience in the realm of pro- professional wrestling coming in and now training people. This is is asinine. This is stupid. So if you're serious about training, you will find me. If you're not, we know where you stand. And the thing is, I'm successful everywhere that I go because of my effort. Ray Lewis used to talk about this on the Baltimore Ravens. Out of 11 guys on the field, I'm the one who's going to get there first, not because I'm the fastest, not because I'm the strongest, because of my effort. I'm going to have better effort than everyone there. I outwork everyone mentally and physically. But they don't want to engage that cuz they want shit to be easy. So as far as plugging anything, I offer communications training, mental preparation for professional environments. That's why I call it professional performance education. I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about business. Then you got my pro control system, which is the training the coaching, the technicality for professional wrestling, pro wrestling, which is the psychological formatting, and sports entertainment, which is stage command. Oh, but you're supposed to be an entertainer. How do you think I command presence? I'm five foot eight. Homicide told me recently, he's like, Bro, you can stand down giants. He's like, Everyone knows you're not afraid. Okay but I'm not walking around posturing as if I'm looking for a fight. So I offer a lot to, uh, to a lot of people and I can be very helpful, but you're going to have to come find me. I'm not chasing nobody. After what I've seen from people behaving and people treating one another, absolutely not.
1: What's the best way that folks can get in touch with you, whether they be people who want to follow your teachings, uh, people who want to book you? People want to train with you. What's the best way they can reach you?
0: As far as anyone, uh, social media wise, you can reach me through Twitter. It's one world warrior. And there's all letters as the Twitter handle. So you can reach me through there and begin the process of, an, of investigation. If there's anything further, you would like to know, but as far as, uh, Looking at what's being offered, you can go to lowkey.com, L-O-W hyphen ki.com. That's where you'll see the breakdowns of the systems. Because I'm teaching you a system of application. I'm teaching you how to advance, even in the environments that you're facing a whole bunch of obstacles. Why? I've personally done this. So I'm not giving you hypotheticals. I'm not giving you these mystery stories and metaphors that you're going to just sit there and you may be outdated or you may simply not understand the terminology or the language use and then now you're, even though you got something, you can't use it. You need to be able to understand what you're doing. People have been operating on, hey, just trust me type mentality for such a long time, people don't even trust their own judgment. That's terrible. So I'm here to build people. Everywhere that I've gone, I've built the people around me. So if you're serious about that, you can go to lowkey.com for further information on that, or you can contact me personally um, through Twitter. Aside from that, I keep to myself and I'm quiet because I'm always watching. I watch a lot of stuff that people don't think I'm aware of, but I'm also constantly reading. I used to hate reading as I was little. Now that's all I do. Constantly reading, constantly learning, constantly improving, constantly advancing. Why? Everyone else is stuck in their feelings. That's little kid shit. You're supposed to get rid of that while you're little, understand how to move past it. Not everyone has. And that's not anyone else's responsibility other than the individual, especially if you're already an adult now. So, as far as contact, you have One World Warrior as the handle on Twitter or Lowkey.com.
1: Well, Brandon, Lowkey, as uh, most know you, I'll tell Mm you, man, I don't know anyone, especially any way, shape, or form related to pro wrestling Mm -hmm. who embodies honor and respect more than you. I mean, I, I truly appreciate you, man, and I hope and I pray that your tomorrows are far better than whatever your todays are because you deserve it, man. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Because you touched upon it, what did I first say when I got to Ring of Honor? Respect, honor, discipline, dedication. That's what I led with. 20 years later, you just reminded me. That's why I'm here. I treat my craft as an art. I respect what I do as a martial art. I respect the people that I'm working with as martial artists. It's up to them how far that goes because we don't control other people. You only control yourself. Does that mean the respect that you put out is being returned? Not always. But you don't sacrifice your integrity or your dignity to accommodate the lack of integrity or the lack of dignity of others. I saw that early on. Because us coming out of New York, we came out ready to fight. But we saw the negative culture and the negative method still being emphasized. So we stay quiet, we stay diligent, we keep training. I'm telling you, of over a hundred people out of the doghouse, there's only me and homicide who remain the student and the teacher. Everyone else, they failed for whatever reason. They weren't serious, they weren't committed, or they made other choices and life took over. Nothing against them, but all those people had the same opportunity that we did and look at the respect that we're able to command. Not by force, we earned it. Everyone has the ability to do that, how? That's going to be up to them. I've been trying to tell you guys for a long time, there's a way around this. But because I don't do what everyone else wants, I'm the odd man out. I got no problem. No problem. You see how quick I'm able to disem- uh, excuse me, dissect my industry because I've been in long enough and I understand it's traditional history. I'm classically trained. And I've changed the tone of the industry because of my output and my conduct. Somebody telling me that I'm the guy who has the most uh, people stealing the most moves from. Okay. It seems like I must be doing a good job if I got all these thieves getting paid off of my shit. Either way, it's my effort. It's the individual who's commanding that because he's earned it. And I don't need to strong arm anybody. I just walk in, pay attention, if something needs help, we help them, we move on, we problem solve, and we advance. There's a way better method to succeed now, but everyone's still stuck in an old model. So regardless of everywhere that I've gone, I've been able to come at things from a different angle only because I don't do what everyone else does. You're put on this earth to be unique. There's like a fingerprint. Now it's time for you to display it.
1: I want to remind you to check out ZenCaster, Z E N C A S T R. That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is, not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even, get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster you will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Made on Zencaster. That's right.
0: This is Tony Schiavone. And we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.